Recognition, power, and influence is your birthright, and this podcast shows you how to get there. Welcome to episode number 209. Today's episode is all about that dreaded reorg. You know, the if you're the person who has had three bosses in a single year or experienced massive layoffs at your organization or just when you think you're getting ahead and you have a promotion promise, your boss gets moved over under a different team and you're left behind. If you are a person who's a victim of reorgs over and over and over again, the first thing I want to let you know is that you're not alone, that it's a terrible feeling and it can be incredibly frustrating, but also reorgs are opportunities. And I know that's easy enough to say, hey, lots of big changes equal lots of big changes. So it's an opportunity for you to move, to move up, to kind of switch directions, right? All of those things are great on the surface, but it doesn't feel that way at the time, right? It can feel incredibly frustrating and scary. I totally understand that. But in the effort of really showing you the nuances of the possibilities when reorgs happen at your organization, I'm giving you five unexpected, and this is important, unexpected ways that you can use a reorg to your advantage. My solutions might not be something that you're thinking about right now. So use today's episode to get yourself back on track. All right, let's get started. Welcome to Women Changing Leadership. I am your host, Stacey Mayer, and I teach you how to get promoted, get paid, and bring your whole self to the leadership table. I am on a mission to change organizations from the C-suite out because women are the new face of leadership, and we are doing it on our terms. Hello, corporate badasses. Welcome to another episode of Women Changing Leadership. I am your host, Stacey Mayer, and super excited, as always, to be here with you again this week. As we close out 2023, I am bringing to you yet another banger of an episode where we're not talking about all things merry and bright and really what I am attempting to do with these conversations is to normalize some of the challenges that many of you are facing in your career right now. And also for those of you who things are going really, really well, because I know just as many of you who are having a tremendous amount of success in your career, there's always that lingering thought on the other side. What if this all goes away tomorrow? Example, I was just talking to a client of mine and we were talking about whether or not she wanted to pursue external opportunities. And her first reaction was like, absolutely not. I have never had a better boss in my life. I have never had a better organization to work for. And she just feels so secure, so good about where she's at in her career right now and the work that she's doing that she's like, I don't need to think about anywhere else. So there's the one side that just says, hey, I don't need to think about it anywhere else. But even within that, (laughs) and not that I'm being totally pessimistic, but just kind of asking her, okay, so that's fantastic. 
So now just tell me, what are you going to do if anything does change? Like if your boss leaves, if there is a reorg, if something happens at your organization, and here's where it gets super fun. She knew exactly the answer to that. So she was able to be at her company, enjoy everything that she has created for herself, but she also knew exactly what she would do if anything shifted. Now, this is my goal with these podcast episodes where I'm talking about challenging situations like toxic bosses and reorgs and some of the more the harder things that happen and come up in our careers. And then so then she laid out a plan. OK, and I'm just going to share some of that plan with you right now, even before I get into today's episode. So number one, she knows who her boss's successor would be if he ever left the organization. So what she started to do is build a relationship with her boss's successor. So she's like, all right, I'm building that relationship. So if my boss ever left, I would feel like I had a solid relationship with whoever I think would take over. The other thing that she's doing is she's building relationships across her organization. So if something happened and there was a reorg and she didn't like where she was placed or she was starting to get pushed out and needed to find another opportunity, she has already made those relationships outside of her immediate group. The other things that she's doing externally is she has a lot of external organizations that she belongs to, women's networking groups, also networking groups in her field, where she's able to really connect with other leaders who are doing the same work that she's doing. And she feels pretty confident that if at any moment she needed to ask them for recommendations or referrals or to sponsor her for another position, that she would be able to do that, right? So she is putting all of those pieces into place, yet she's able to be in her job and be happy and be successful, right? You see, that's the goal. That's where we're headed, is wanting to make sure that we have it all. And as women, we're not used to getting it all. We're used to having to compromise one thing or the other. Another situation I'll, I'll share with you, I did a, a book party for my book anniversary. So this is the two-year anniversary of Promotions Made Easy. I can't even believe it. It actually kind of, to me, it feels like the book has been out forever. At the time, it certainly didn't feel that way. I was like, I can't even believe I'm doing this. We celebrated it with a virtual party, and it was really, really fun. And one of the women shared with us her concern as she recently backed down from a very high-profile executive director position at her organization, and she was basically at the top of her company, and it was exhausting. When she was working 80, 90-hour weeks, you know, she lost the impact piece, meaning, like, why am I doing this? She was losing time from her family. And so her statement was, you know, I'm reflecting on how I'm supposed to move forward because clearly, and this is what she said, black and white, basically, clearly, I have to take a lower level position if I want work-life balance. And my comment back to her was, no, you don't. And, and here's what I mean by that. I don't disagree that she needed to leave her her recent environment if that was not working for her. If she made the changes necessary to pull herself out of the weeds, and if it was just the culture of the organization, perhaps they don't have the resources that they need to do the work at the caliber that she wants to do it, then she might have to leave, right? Like, I'm not saying that she shouldn't leave, 
But that doesn't mean that she can't have a high profile position or position herself in a way where she is able to do both, to have that quality of life, to be able to carve out time for herself to do strategic thinking, to not feel like she's constantly swamped, constantly treading water, right, to stay afloat at her company. That's not what we want in executive leadership. That's not what any of us want. Yet we feel that it's incredibly black and white, that in order to have success, we have to give up something. And that's just the way it is for women. Like we feel like that's just our lot in life. We can't have our cake and eat it too. Like that's just totally the way it is. Oh my God, I just had this image of if we eat the cake, then we gain a bunch of weight. Like it's just like everything women just are set up to lose. Sorry, that's another podcast episode. So today's podcast episode is all about reorgs. There are so many reorgs happening right now. Massive layoffs still happening. I live in Silicon Valley in the tech industry and biotech space. I have so many clients that I work with in healthcare that are just like, oh my gosh, how do I even get to the other side of this? Feeling a little bit defeated, feeling like they don't know what to do next, feeling nervous about their future prospects. You know, one of the fun things when you start coaching with me, and I don't I don't actually think this is that much fun for them, but you know, somebody will come to me with a statement like, oh, I just got a new boss. They did another reorg. It looks like my boss is leaving and now I have a new boss and I'm just like so frustrated with this. This is the third boss I've had in a year. Like that's a statement that I've heard a number of times. When somebody tells me that, I'm like, yes. Like, what? What do you mean? This is terrible. And I'm like, no, this is an opportunity for change. And there are so many opportunities in reorgs that I wanted to point out to you today, five unexpected opportunities that you can find in your next reorg. Now, going back to the first example of the woman that I mentioned is, you know, she's planning for worst case scenario, but she's able to enjoy her time at her organization right now. And I, w- I want to show you that that's what we're going for, right? We're going for that balance, that we get ourselves into a position where we really, really appreciate it. We feel valued. Our title matches the influence and the impact that we want to be making. We're getting paid adequately or even above adequately. You know, all of those things are, are what I am working with you when I'm coaching you to get to, right? That's, that's our goal. And um, when you have these reorgs happen and when you're in the position where you sort of think the same way I do, which is like, fantastic, what am I going to do about it? Then you're already one step ahead of everybody else who's like screaming and pulling their hair out, like just like so frustrated. That mental state is the place that I want you to always be in in your career because Life is 50-50, meaning 50% bad and 50% good. And if we think that we're striving for the perfect job and that perfect job is going to stay forever, then we're on some sort of hopeless hamster wheel because the truth is change always happens. That's part of the corporate world. That's part of process improvement. That's part of innovation, everything that we want to be a part of, but yet we think that our goal is to have things stay stagnant and safe, right? And so what I want to teach you and remind you that you have the power to do is to embrace change, 
to know that change is inevitable and that opportunities come during times of chaos, right? And when things get switched up like this, there are so many different um, avenues that you can take. Now, I don't want to just be like glasses half full in the sense that, you know, hey, just look on the bright side. I want to show you five unexpected things that you can do in the midst of a reorg and really kind of spell them out for you. So not only are you saying glasses half full and let me use this as an opportunity, here are five ways that you can actually use this as an opportunity. So I'm going to give you the most obvious one first. Reorgs are opportunities because you can skip levels. So this uh, this one I think is a little bit obvious, but we also forget about it. When there's a reorg at your organization, it's an opportunity for you to raise your hand and actually take your boss's job. It's an opportunity for you to build a relationship with your skip level and to say, hey, I'm ready to kind of step up and lead this team now, right? And so it's very common that in the midst of reorgs, even if they laid off a bunch of people at your organization, for you to see somebody get promoted one or two levels up in the midst of all of that, because they need that stable, that strong leader to lead their groups now, right? And they're much less likely to bring in, to take big risks, right? They usually have trouble or a hiring freeze or something like that happening when there's a big reorg. And so you want to use this as an opportunity for you to raise your hand to say, hey, I'm ready to step into that next level role for for you to start engaging in conversations with whoever is left. In my mind, that is the most obvious. When positions are eliminated, that means positions are also being created. So the first thing I'm going to look for is like, hey, do you want your boss's job? And like, no. Or yeah, maybe. And so then we're going to kind of explore if that's a possibility and who you need to talk to about that and how you need to position yourself. So the first thing is reorgs are an opportunity to skip levels, to take a job that maybe in the traditional ladder, corporate ladder, you wouldn't have been qualified for. But now that there's a reorg, there's opportunity. The second unexpected thing about reorgs that a lot of people don't realize is that it gives you an opportunity to rewrite your own org chart. All right. So if you are, if your entire organization just got flipped upside down, a lot of times what we're doing is we're looking to our boss or our new boss to tell us what the org chart's going to be like, right? Who am I going to be reporting to? What are going to be my responsibilities? And if you've ever been somebody after a reorg where you're, you're home and you're just like so worried about that, like, I don't know what's going to happen to me. I'm so scared, right? Like, I don't know. I don't even know who I'm reporting to. And then unfortunately, six months later, for a lot of my women, they still don't know who they're reporting to, right? They're reporting to a boss that just inherited three teams or it's just like so many crazy things happen amidst reorgs that get us upset and get us scared and, and get us to feel uncertain. And so what I'm showing you today is that you create that certainty for yourself. So number two, a reorg is an opportunity for you to write your own org chart. So the first part of this exercise is to literally like map out if I was in charge how would I create my my team? How would I create my group, right? If I was in charge and like genuinely ask yourself, where would I put me 
in this map, in this org chart, not what do I think my new boss will put me in? Where would I put me? If I was in charge, what would I have me do, right? Write it all out. And you could literally just do this as an exercise for yourself. You could keep it to yourself. But inevitably, what I would like you to do is to share some tidbits inside this exercise with other people at your organization. You could literally just walk through the org chart that you created and you can be like, I made this up. None of it makes any sense. But if you want to walk through it with me, that would be awesome. That's a great opportunity to really open up and to say, hey, I think about the organization. I think about all of the players. I think about all of my stakeholders. I think about my value and how it could most impact who is left on this team, right? And if you do that, I mean, this is this in and of itself, especially if you have a relationship with your leaders, could just be the only thing that you need to get you into that position that you've always been wanting, right? So why not do this exercise? Sometimes I do this exercise verbally with my clients where I just say, you know, do you want your boss's job? Well, no. Okay, then what? Like if you could write the org chart, where would you fit in? And then even just knowing that is going to help tailor your conversations accordingly going forward. Um, Hopefully it will also alleviate some of those feelings of uncertainty, right? So if you don't have a boss yet and six months go by and you still don't have a boss, you can start to make somebody your boss, right? Meaning that they could be your mentor. They're the person that you meet with very regularly, right? They're the person that you get very direct advice from. Um, So there's all kinds of opportunities, but you have to know how it fits in the structure, how it fits in the org, um, and how and why you think it's set up that way. So that's why it's really important to really think of it like a new org chart. Reorgs are also opportunities for you to connect with leaders and other departments. So when you think about the best scenario, when you start a new job and you're like, hey, I'm new here and I'm meeting with people all across the company, that's a really easy opportunity for you to get in front of lots of people. But I actually think it's super fun when there's a reorg for you to do the same thing. Like, hey, you know, there's a lot of change happening. I haven't had the opportunity to meet with you in a long time. I'd like to schedule a 15 minute meeting. Can we just connect sometime soon? right? And this is a fantastic opportunity for you to just get in front of other leaders. You know, you don't have to talk about the reorg. You don't have to talk about work. Actually, I recommend that you don't. Talk about something that is a little bit lighter, like why did you start working at this company to begin with, right? Like really connect with that leader. And if you haven't downloaded my 20 questions um, worksheet, the free PDF that I offer at stacymayer.com slash questions, This is a great opportunity for you to download that. It gives you 20 questions that you can ask in those 15-minute conversations. But know that at time of reorg, what we're kind of thinking, which is not useful thinking, is I don't want to bother anybody because this is so stressful. But really what they need is a breath of fresh air. They need 15 minutes with somebody like you asking really good questions, getting them to think outside of the chaos that's happening for them. So if you can be that leader and meet with leaders in other departments at the time of a reorg, people will remember you, right? You'll be the calm in the storm. And that's how you want to present yourself during this time. Another unexpected reorg opportunity is that you could follow your leader. If your leader gets laid off, 
don't hide. You know, schedule a call with them right away, especially if you had a great relationship with them and tell them that you want to come with them. This is a fantastic opportunity for you to follow your leader to another organization, to wherever they're going, to let them know when they land somewhere that you would like to continue working for them, the impact that they made on your career. Especially if you really appreciated your leader, make sure that you have these types of conversations. Again, the only reason that you wouldn't have that conversation with them is because you're afraid they're too busy or too upset or too distraught about what happened. A lot of times leaders, when especially really high level leaders, when they get laid off or reorged out, they knew it was coming. They know it's not personal. They have put the pieces into place that I talk about on, on today's episode where they're just used to the chaos. They have some opportunities ahead of them that they've already been building relationships. They know exactly what they're going to do next because that's part of what got them there. That is who we are in higher level executive positions. And so you're starting to practice this now. And if you're already in that higher level executive position, you're you're reminding yourself, oh my gosh, this is right. This is the work that I'm supposed to be doing. And the final unexpected reorg opportunity is, I kind of just alluded to it in this last statement, but this idea of reminding ourselves that we're supposed to be the master of our own career, right? It's like, think of your career path, your leadership journey as a separate job. And I guarantee you forget that sometimes. If you're listening to this podcast, you don't forget it, right? Thankfully. But if you're not a regular listener and you just popped back on again, you're like, you know, I know that, right? Like, oh, I know I was supposed to be building relationships. I'm supposed to be planning and thinking ahead, but I always forget to do that. And so you can use this reorg as an opportunity to never fall into that trap again. So similar to the woman who I talked about at the beginning where we met and we said, you know, hey, what is your plan? Even though you love your job now, what is your plan if everything falls apart? And she actually knew it, right? That's the place that you want to be. You just want to know. It doesn't mean that we're saying that we want to leave. It doesn't mean that we're living in misery and we hate our job or we have to remind ourselves that it's not really that great. No, we can truly enjoy the place that we're at and also plan ahead and figure out what are the pieces that I'm putting into place for my next move. Because again, remember, your next role, your next promotion, your next opportunity is just the beginning. You have so much more to do in your career before you retire, right? So stop waiting. Start planning ahead, even for worst case scenario, so that you can put your mind at ease, right? That you can let go of that worry, that little tinge of anxiety when you start to see chaos erupting, right? When you start to see those little signs that, oh, I think layoffs are about to happen, or you read something in the news and you just feel sick to your stomach. We want to alleviate that. We want you to always remember that you have a plan, that you have opportunities ahead of you, and you know exactly what you're going to do if something happens to you. 
that's the reminder at the time of a reorg is like, you know what, I'm never going to let this happen again. So it's an opportunity to remind yourself to recommit to your longer term career goals. I'm going to repeat the reorg opportunities to kind of close out today's episode. So remember, reorgs are chaotic. They are crazy. They can continue to drive you crazy, but they're also opportunities. And here's five unexpected opportunities that happen at reorgs. It's a great opportunity to get off the corporate ladder and skip levels, right? You can take a job that you might not normally have been ready or set up to take on. Like, of course, you're ready for the job, but more like set up to move into that role because other people were in front of you. You could write your own org chart, both for yourself and also to start to share with others how you see yourself fitting into this group. You can connect with leaders in other departments. It's a fantastic opportunity to ask for that 15-minute ally meeting. You can follow your leader outside of the organization. I mean, how many of you would ever tell your leader that you wanted to leave your company? But then once your leader actually leaves the company, it's a great opportunity for you to say, hey, I want to come with you, right? Like it's perfect. And it reminds you to stop depending on others, to stop looking at your company as the end all be all, to create your own career path, to make sure that you always know what you're going to do in times of chaos, in times of uncertainty. And so then that way, you're always in the type of role where you're able to make the biggest impact, where you're able to have the best quality of life, where you're able to have pretty much everything that you want. Because as a woman, you are not only capable of doing it all in a good way, like having it all, but it is your birthright. You are set up as a woman to be able to enjoy, to have your cake and eat it too and enjoy every single bit of it. I know that's possible. I have helped so many women do that for themselves. If this sounds like something that you want to do with me personally in 2024, let's get on the phone and talk about working together one-on-one. I offer a two-month intro coaching package where we're going to solve the problem. I want to help you figure out how to do any one of these steps, anything that I talk about on my podcast, really ultimately with the goal to get you into a higher level leadership position so you can truly be the change that your organization needs. All right. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye. go, I have a question for you. Do you know how close you are to your next promotion? Really? Not what your boss has told you, not what you even believe to be true, but have you actually taken the time to sit down, take an assessment, review the five categories that it takes to get promoted into senior executive leadership positions and decided where you fall in each category and given yourself a ranking on a scale of one to 10 of how close you are to getting your next promotion? Have you done this? Well, now's your chance. If that feels interesting to you and you're like, hey, I want to know exactly how close I might actually be or how far away 
you might be and what it's going to take to get you even closer, then I invite you to take my promotability quiz. This is a quiz that I put together with practical tips that actually tell you where you're lacking and where you're winning. What are the areas that you actually need to improve and not necessarily what your boss is telling you all the time so that you can take concrete steps towards landing that next promotion and changing the face of the leadership table. Go to yourpromotabilityscore.com to take your free assessment today, yourpromotabilityscore.com, and let me know how it goes.